he wanted to be here, but I'm going to decrease the volume of my voice and mumble so you can't really understand what I'm saying, and I'll just keep... <laughs> Hello, world. This is Chris Abalo's Podcast Experiment, and I am Chris Abalo. Welcome to the show. Thank you for subscribing on the podcast app of your choice, and thank you for following the show at Cape Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. It is very much appreciated. And joining me as a co-host, it's just the two of us this week. Please welcome back Ryan Taggart. Hey, guys. Back. <laughs> and in case you couldn't tell from the sound quality, yes, we are back on Zoom for the first time in two months, which uh, took a little bit of setting up because we've been at a shared universe for the last two months in uh, various We're combinations. We're slumming it tonight. We kind of are. But you know what? I got to say, it, it is a bit of a relief. Number one, it's a relief to not be under the unforgiving fluorescent lighting of a shared universe in Eatontown. <laughs> because <laughs> it's pretty bright I, yeah i look like i'm 80 like every spot i've ever had on my face comes back to life all at once under those lights yeah you actually and, look uh, pretty smooth here <laughs> i do say so that the, the like soft baby glow faced. i know the soft glow of zoom is showing me my true form instead of like yeah. this punishing it's kind of like doing a show under your bath like in your bathroom like with the fluorescent light from your bathroom, because the place is made for like office. It's office suites is the building that they're in. So there's all those tiles in the roof with those big rectangular lights like you see in every office. Fluorescent so not, tubes. Yeah. yeah. So it's not an ideal lighting for a, a show setup, like for a filming setup. I have those in my laundry room. They're bright as fuck. Exactly. And that's why brightest lights in the house by far. (laughs) It's it's not enough. We're all very white, at least most of us. Mm. But we're all we glow under those lights, which is crazy. Like we our foreheads are shiny and it's it's out of control. Mm. So this is a little bit of a relief in that we look a little more visually palatable. Thanks to Zoom. Thank you, Zoom. Yeah, thank you, Zoom. For making me look 10 years younger. (laughs) But Anyway, yeah, the weather sucks. That's another factor in, in all of this, um, which it would be interesting if Ryan's power goes out during this. It's probably not going to happen, but that would be a first. And uh, the- I'm just sitting in the dark to pretend that it went out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so- <laughs> because there have been horrible thunderstorms, which is funny. Like it was hotter than fuck for the last couple of days. And now yeah, today, heat index has been over 100 for days now dude it was 105 yesterday when i was out i shared it on my instagram story because i said like this is nuts this is fun Mm. i realized it was june 30th yesterday but at the same time i'm thinking this is this is too hot this is too right it's not usually hitting 100 in june no here no not at all but at the same time what a wide swing we get in this state and i know it's been said hundreds of times on this show and the old show but damn we spent february under 15 inches of snow and now we're hitting 105 in june so yeah, man, we cast a pretty wide net weather wise in this state. Yeah, is, it's it's fickle here. It drives me kind of crazy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> with with the, with a little sprinkle of spring in between. That's it. A splash of spring. There's and a then, splash of spring. Yeah, that's that's about it. But that was it. Spring is like mostly gone, which is unfortunate because uh, there used to be spring when I was a kid <laughs> in the 1800s. Yeah, we used to have <laughs> spring in New Jersey and now it's gone. But. Anyway, so uh, it was 
it was pretty good and, and convenient to to not take the drive, especially for me. I'm an hour away from a shared universe, uh, both locations, and it, it could be a motherfucker getting down there on the parkway, man. Yeah. Between construction and people who don't know how to drive, which I'll say I, I didn't mention this. I was going to mention it on the night, but the way the show goes, hey, who gets to everything? But what actually happened when we did the live show back in April, I was heading down the parkway, of course, and um, it was 10 p.m. we were doing the show. So it was kind of late, and I figured, well, it's not going to be any traffic. I'm going to leave at like 8, 8.30, somewhere between 8 and 8.30, because I want to obviously get there early and just prepare. And uh, it was going to be fun, because it's like, hey, first live show back, first show at this, any either studio, period, in 2021. So it was going to be a big deal. And it was, right. You know, should have been there. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some asshole didn't invite me. But anyway. Way past my bedtime anyway. <laughs> I, well, that, and, and that was that was a factor. I know better. <laughs> Although, uh, interesting plans ahead for the next live show, but we'll, we'll get yes. to that. That that will be announced soon enough. Even uh, it will, more past my bedtime. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. That will be. There will be a live show in July, and uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Will be released. Like there will be a full announcement. Uh, we're not going to get into it here, but uh, we we know what we're doing, and it's going to be fun. So mm-hmm. anyway, I'm driving down the parkway, and. Christian messages me and says, hey, I'm coming straight here from wherever, Engineer Chris. And he said, I'm coming from wherever he was coming from. And he said, if you're stopping at like a McDonald's or a Wendy's or if you're passing one, would you mind picking me up like nuggets and fries or whatever? And I said, yeah, no problem. And I figured, you know what? I should probably eat something, too, because I have a habit of I generally don't eat before the show. I did tonight because I'm home, but I try not to eat because I don't want to be in a food stupor. You know how you get. You eat uh-huh. you got a belly full of food and you're like, ah, I just want to go to sleep. You're kind of mellowing yeah. out. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I said that that is not the way to to get on the air, especially if I'm going to be as up as I am, where my voice is like several tones higher and, and whatever when I'm on the show, when I'm doing the show. And I'm like, hey, everybody. Yeah. And I'm a, very chipper. Yeah, yeah. And I get in a game show host that. mode. Yeah. Meanwhile, we <laughs> we spend Sunday together and I'm just like, fucking hate people. I just, oh, my God. I hate yeah. <laughs> He's my, back. Yeah. My, my voice is an octave lower. And I'm like, oh, man, this. Yeah. I sound like a bitter old man because I am and I'm embracing. Mm. But I'm right there with you. Yeah. Oh, you're you're getting there and you're only two years behind me. But damn, you're catching up quick, yeah. uh, mentally and emotionally. But anyway, so I pull off the parkway. It wasn't that far to pull off to find a Wendy's. I just did it. You know, I had Google do a search while I was driving. And I said, all right, this is like a 10 minute detour. No big deal. So I said, let me grab some Wendy's and then I'll eat something. So I have something in my stomach. I think I got like four piece nuggets or whatever. But I said, let me have something light. Because we're going to do a live show. I definitely want my energy to be up. You know, it's it's at 10 p.m., which is fine for me. I spring to life at night. So that that mm. part was OK. But I said, I'm not going to eat until probably midnight because the show has a nasty habit of running overtime. So I said, yeah, I should probably just eat something. So pull off to go to Wendy's. Pull back onto the parkway heading south. And at some point, because not only are, did places start opening up in April and people were going out again, but construction start up again in a big way mm-hmm. so a lot of construction on the garden state parkway and i hit a patch of it in between uh, this doesn't matter if you don't live in new jersey but uh somewhere in between let's say um like old bridge and homedale because i was going to homedale um so let's say it was between exit 129 and 114 something like that i don't remember exactly uh south of the bridge let's put it that way on the parkway and um so there was a merge from the left. Well, 
apparently everybody forgot how to drive after a year of quarantine because, and they definitely have based on the amount of accidents I've seen since, like I said, driving the hour to shared universe every, every week. Yeah. It's going to be a lot more accidents now. Oh, without a doubt. People are on the road. Yeah. It's already happening. And and people forgot how to, I really think people forgot how to drive in the last year because nobody seems to be able to handle, even when it's bright out or it's that overconfidence when the weather's really nice Mm. and people just are like, Hey, everything's fine. You know, and then right, right. right into someone's And then bumper. you're dead. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like airbag in your face. Well, but, most people here never knew how to drive to begin with. So it's, uh, yeah. So I don't, I don't think a lot of people forgot, so to speak. It's just more that uh, <laughs> they're just resuming getting back out into the world and resuming their old ways of not knowing how to drive. <laughs> I guess. Well, part of not knowing how to drive was not knowing how to merge because what happened was there was this minivan that was merging from the left. I was in, in that part of the parkway. It's, uh, at least three lanes. But anyway, I was in the, let's say the center lane. I don't remember if it was three or four. And again, with the construction, I don't know how many it was, but I was in the center lane. The left lane was going to be merging into the center. So it was going to be down to two lanes because of construction. Well, this minivan wasn't paying attention and went right into the car in front of me, like to the side to like where they chipped. I think both their rear view mirrors flew off or side mirrors, I should say rather. And they went from, let's say 60 miles an hour, 55, 60 miles an hour to stop suddenly i mean immediately and i know you're not crazy about my driving i know you think i'm a maniac but you are (laughs) but i'm safe i was able to get my car to stop and i wasn't six car lengths away i'll admit it nobody is in the fucking parkway but i was able to stop and not hit anybody in front of me and thankfully the person behind me wasn't busy in their phone or any of the other shit people do when they're driving Unfortunately, especially when you're on the parkway where it's, you know, generally there are no distractions or anything that's going to disrupt the flow of just like you can kind of get on cruise control and just coast. Uh, Thankfully, they were paying attention and they didn't rear end me. But I'm sitting there for the few seconds in between when these two cars in front of me stop and start pulling to the left and thinking fucking Christian needed his nuggets. He uh, I had to stop. Yeah, I had to get somebody food. No good deed goes unpunished. And because of it, I could have ended up with a dashboard full of fries. And th- this could have all got, and would have had to pull the plug yeah. on the live show, no less. That would have been and an, an insurance claim. And yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was like, this is just a big mess. And th- yeah, like m- missing the live show and having to pull the plug on that would have been like the least of the problems, especially since that was being released uh, like a week from Monday because part two of a show was going up the following Monday. So it's like I could have filled in another show later. If I wasn't busy with the aforementioned insurance claims, but goddamn, I was so like, this had to happen tonight, but I was so grateful to actually drive away from it. And everybody was fine. It was a a low impact crash. So Mm. once everybody pulled over and everybody's stepping out of the car and nobody's losing their shit, nobody's yelling at anybody. I thought, okay, we're good here. So went around them and just kept going and made my way to the Bellworks studio. So Thankfully. Nature is healing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We are the virus. <laughs> it's true, though. You know what? Can't deny yeah. it. I mean, it doesn't matter how much you uh, you, you want to blame the pandemic. How much you want to get down on the pandemic or be negative about it. You know what? Yeah. It's pretty funny. Although the funniest one of those memes was. Uh, the funniest one I saw anyway was uh, one where somebody airbrushed in the Loch Ness Monster, photoshopped the Loch Ness Monster in, in front of, you know, the lock. And uh, it's like Nessie finally came back out. Nature is healing. And it just it, it, it made me laugh just because as yeah. much as you know, people put up like 
pictures of, of like Lisa Frank folders with a lot of fluorescence and dolphins and shit like that. And just be like, nature is healing. We're the virus. Like, that's kind of funny, but actually taking something that's a myth and turning it into me. I, I, that one really tickled me. That was my favorite of those, of the nature is healing. We're the virus memes. Yeah. <laughs> those, those were amusing. Um, but look, things are opening back up. So that's good. And we're all starting to get back out in the world. Like I said, Ryan and I hung out on Sunday with Jack. We actually went to the boardwalk for at least my first time this summer. I don't know if you've been. So um, not, not to Ocean City, but I uh, went to Seaside and uh, mm-hmm. Point Pleasant. So we, we went to the boardwalks, took Brielle there and uh, took her on some rides. And boardwalk was packed in, in both places. Got ice cream. It was normal. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't go at all last year uh, to right. really yeah. any boardwalks. Exactly. And they were open, but during the summer, you know, everything was more normal than the preceding couple of months, you know, back in 2020. Right. Um, before things went to shit again in the winter. But, um, but yeah, no, it was, it was very nice. Yeah. And it was I'm nice very to happy get out. to have things open up and be back to normal and go where I want, when I want. And I don't know. I feel very relieved in a lot of ways. I'll bet. Well, that that's also where, and not to, <laughs> not to open up this bag of snakes, but we were always going to get to this point, but I don't think you like believed that like really felt, I feel like you thought this is never going to end. <laughs> we're going to be locked down forever and everything's going to be closed. Like we were always going to get here. Yeah. It took way longer than it should have. There's no doubt about that. There's no dispute now how badly 2020 was fucked up because of the inability to handle this in a way that actually served, you know, humanity <laughs> or us as a nation. But that it's a relief to finally be there and to have things come back as quickly as they did, because it was kind of surprising that things were opening in, in quick succession and regulations were being rolled back in quick succession and vaccines were being distributed widely. And uh, it was it was very once appointments opened up, like it was way easy to get an appointment in around April to the point now where it's like anybody walk in, no ID and, right. you know, free ice cream sandwich or something like that just to get people to come out yeah. to get vaccinated. Donuts, beer, <laughs> like yeah, you name it, stuff, which is million dollars in some states. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you'll be entered into a million dollar giveaway if you come get your yeah. vaccine. But, yeah, I'm relieved that that we are here and that was my hope. I mean, I was saying this back in, God, I, I forget when. It was in the beginning of 2021 where I thought, oh, look, all of us are pretty much tired of wearing masks and everything. It's like, just wear them. Let's get out of this. Let's not have another summer like we had last summer where it's like, you can't do shit. And that was my... That honestly was my fear was that people were going to jump the gun too quickly and everything was going to reopen or people were just going to be defiant and not go along with the suggested or you know semi-legally enforced protocols. And then things would have been fucked up by now. Thankfully, that's not the case. And hopefully now things remain the way they are, which would be great because for my part, look, it's been great to get out. It was great to go to the boardwalk with you guys because I haven't been in two years and I made a couple of trips into the city. That is New York City. Sorry, South Jersey listeners. Uh, the city is not Philly. I will say it every single time. No, the city is <laughs> absolutely yeah, not Philly. Never the will city be. is New York. and it Nothing against Philly. Uh, it's a no, lovely but, city. I yeah, like it. But the city is New York when we in New Jersey yeah, say the is. city. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, say that to somebody in Cherry Hill and they'll be like, oh, you go to Philly? No, I'm never going to Philly. I've been to Philly. And not, that's why I'm not going again. No, I'm kidding. Sorry, Philly. We took a couple of shots at your zoo, but uh, <laughs> we're not through yet. But you're going to be our punching bag on occasion just because uh, you're not New York. No, I'm kidding. But I did make a couple of trips in and I felt good about I went to a concert, in fact, uh, two weeks ago, which was great just to go into the city 
and to go to a concert. I mean, it was my second trip in in uh, in two weeks. Oh, no, I went the weekend before. I actually t- went two weekends in a row. And it was great just to get out. And look, I realize that they're not enforcing uh, the mask thing out in public. If you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear the mask in public and, and so forth. I was still wearing it initially. And then as the day went on, as, as I was walking around and I posted, once again, I posted on, on Instagram. So if you missed it, I'm going to mention it. But I walked over 33,000 steps that day. So and it's June it's getting a little warm, uh, possibly a little gamey. Uh, I don't know. It's by myself. So shit hurts, doesn't say. it? <laughs> oh, the <laughs> next day. It did. Day. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I, <laughs> I we walked half that on Sunday. And Monday, I was like, I was crippled. I was ready to rent a rascal for the week and just yeah. uh, forget it. I'm, I'm out of here. I mean, I, yeah, I, even... I clocked uh, 25,000 the day we went to the boardwalk and I'm still in pain. I have like Dude. corns on the bottom of my feet from it. Like I'm hobbling around the house. I'm still wrecked. Is it <laughs> age? Day. Like, is this the point we're at <sighs> where we're at the age where it's man, a day walking around just wears me out. Is it yeah. because of physically after spending a year of not doing this shit? It's affecting us like Could physically be. we're more affected by or more fatigued by because we even tapped out early. We had a plan to stay there till like six. We got there around noon and we were mm. going to stay till about six ish before we we're going to head back and, and pick up your daughter. And uh, we tapped out at five o'clock. We're like, yeah, we're good. <laughs> I think we could go yeah. now. And we were just fine with it. Like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, weird. It was it was hot and we were sweaty and burnt and <laughs> yeah, we and walked it, for like ten miles that day. Yeah, and, <laughs> up and down the boardwalk, and we just sat for an hour and a half eating pizza and talking. Yeah. So that was the other part. Like we're not even we're not, we weren't even exerting ourselves the entire time. You know, we were on our feet for you know sixty percent of it, but we were just like, I'm I'm good. I don't need to spend all day here. At first, I thought when you said ah, I'd like to pick up Brielle about seven o'clock, I said. Wow, it's going to be an early night then, I guess. Meanwhile, we didn't even make it. I mean, we got there right. later because of yeah. traffic, but otherwise... Yeah, a couple of years ago, I've been like, oh, 7 o'clock. That's that's too early. Like, why are we rushing? But now, yeah. Yeah, that was we it. Were, we were shot, yeah. We were, which is funny because I was originally confused. I thought in the past, we've tried to do Wildwood and Ocean City in the same day. We pulled it off a couple of times, and I thought maybe that right. was a plan this time. And when I talked to you the day before, you said, no, we're just doing Ocean City. Oh, and I'm going to try to be back by about 7 o'clock-ish. And I thought, wow, it's a short day and it's going to be an early day. Ugh. Meanwhile, it was fine. It was totally yeah. fine. Right. <laughs> so did we did we lose some stamina, do you think, from not doing I, it last year? Because I was debating. I'm thinking, why? The, I go for walks almost every night. I try to hit my 10,000 steps a day. I'll walk around and listen to audiobooks. Just walk around the neighborhood at night just to wind down and spend one less hour looking at a screen. And, yeah. you know, just to get some physical activity, some low impact movement. So just yeah, walking, just listen to audio. Yeah, me too. Like I've been walking twelve to fifteen thousand steps a day on average every day. You know, I take walks on my on my breaks during work and in the morning before I start, and you know, I'm fine. And now this this day, just I don't know for some reason it wrecked me. Yeah, I mean twenty twenty five thousand is a lot for for one day, but uh, you know, it, it shouldn't hurt that bad. <laughs> no, and and that's kind of where I was coming from. I mean, I I was beat after yeah. the day I spent in the city, but thankfully I had I just had two short train trips home and then just had to walk a block home from the train station. So that was fine in my case. But yeah, I I was still, my legs were on fire on Monday after walking around and we didn't even walk that much. It's not even the most I've walked in recent weeks, but I guess just being out in the sun because the sun was out and the humidity. I mean, humidity never helps. Forget it. Uh, yes, we're at the point where we're talking about the weather, Uh, but Mm. Hey, it was nice to get some kind of color. I mean, granted it may have been red from sunburn, but Hey, I'll take it. Yeah. It was nice to get color is color. color. (laughs) It is. Yeah. Which that's another benefit of 
being on Zoom right now is because my nose is starting to peel, which got it the worst, which is funny because huh. I Who put knew? on my moisture. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, you can look really close. I'm not going to. I can't see it. I'm not going to get super close to the, to the camera because, again, soft glow of Zoom. If we were a shared universe, I would I would look like a, a, a golden raisin if we were at the studio tonight. Thankfully, we're not. But Doesn't yeah. show. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I brought the rain. I did a rain dance this morning. I'm like, we're not going to the fucking studio. But I uh, I put on my, the moisturizer I put on in the morning, like as part of my post-shave routine. It's part of my skincare routine to sound a hoity-toity about it. Wow, listen to you. I know. <laughs> hey, listen, we're getting older. All right. yeah. <laughs> so there is that. It's like, I do Not like to, to aging gracefully, huh? <laughs> no, fuck aging gracefully. You can go, go kicking and screaming into that good night. That's what I say. But Anyway, I uh, I put on some moisturizer that's also SPF 30. Well, apparently SPF 30 doesn't cut it anymore because my nose was not having it. Yeah, you got to go with 50, man. Uh, apparently. <laughs> 50 is where it's at. <laughs> because, I mean, I use, a, I use an entire bottle on Sunday because, listen, this nose is a lot of real estate to cover. So... You're not kidding. I, oh, don't I know it. So I put plenty of moisturizer on my nose slash SPF, and I thought it was going to be fine. Not the case. Uh, you know, my forehead didn't really peel or my cheeks or anything because I just got color on my face. And I did. You know, like I said, I put this this 30 on my face. Just didn't cut it anymore. And you remember how when you were a kid, you used to laugh when you'd see, it was usually old people, would have, like their noses would be white. They had right. so much yeah. sunscreen on the nose. And it's always a joke in movies, like comedy right. movies, where it's like the person's on the beach and they've got a white nose or they're just going out anywhere. And it's slathered in sunscreen. That might be me from now on. Yeah. I, I might it's, be that guy. Because it's not a joke. I mean. Yeah. Or the hat, yeah. the really wide brim hat. Right. That you think like, ah, old men wear those. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are. And uh, our skin and our legs <laughs> have said, yeah. oh, yeah, you're there. We're there physically. We're there in spirit. <laughs> we're already there. Yeah, exactly. The f- physically, we're catching up to our spirit. Let's put it that way. But I'm just glad I wasn't glowing at the beach because I really thought I've been outside. I wonder how this is going to go. I, I really was afraid I was going to burn just because I haven't spent the day in the sun in a while. I mean, even in, you know, walking through Manhattan, there's so many tall buildings, you're not really getting any sun. So even though I was there for two full day, I mean, like for hours, like getting there in the afternoon and leaving late at night, but still getting a good, you know, five, four or five hours of, of sunlight, the buildings obscure the sun almost entirely. So you're not really getting you know, a lot of straight sun like you do when you go to the beach. So I was I was kind of surprised. But I will say walking around the city, oh, that's what I started to say before, was that through the course of the night and through getting hot and everything, at a point, I'd say there's probably uh, between one, one and two out of five people w- were wearing a mask outside as they were walking around. Uh, and I was one of them. But as it got later in the day, as I got hotter, I said, you know what, I, I am going to I'm going to take this thing off. Um, and the venue didn't require them either because it was also a limited capacity show. Uh, even though restrictions were lifted, they didn't release any extra tickets or anything because they I think it was actually like a day or two before they they lifted the, the capacity restrictions for uh, indoor events. But the venue said it's still just going to be 25 percent capacity. Those are the tickets we sold. We sold out. So but, if you know, you don't have to wear the mask if you don't want to. Um, so I didn't at the show, which it was weird to be at a show in New York that was at 25 percent capacity, period. That was just weird. I mean, as great as it was to to go to a show, period. And it's my second concert since, well, I mean, it's not the pandemic's over, but, you know, my second concert of 2021, let me put it that way. And it was great. 
it was great to be able to go. And even walking around New York, I got to be honest, I felt comfortable because they have such a high percentage of vaccination as well, right. which is definitely New a York big part well of, with it. Yeah, it's like they're at 85 percent or something. It's like the overwhelming majority of New York, at least like, let's say the five boroughs are vaccinated. So that for me, I realize everybody's at a different comfort level. For me, that was a big help. So I did feel okay with taking my mask off to walk in the street and also being at the show because I don't imagine a lot of people were coming in from out of state. Nobody's driving up from Florida necessarily to go see as I love Soraya, the band who I went and saw, but I don't know that people are driving like from out of state and fucking up the vaccination numbers or something or exposing us to something. I felt comfortable walking around the city and that was, that was a relief. And that was a step in like, okay, this feels good. And I, I was surprised I was there already, which is, which is interesting. Because yeah. I got to say, I, I wasn't really expecting it. I mean, it's, aside from time, there's probably nothing holding you back from going to a concert. Yeah, I mean, no, no, way. not at all. I mean, I didn't just start going back out into the world. I mean, when Memorial Day last year, when things started opening up again, I was right back out. I was done with the stay home, save lives bullshit at that point already after two months. Like, right. I can't handle that. Um, so I did some traveling last year. And, and you and I have a lot of fundamental disagreements about all this. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I mean, like, I I don't believe in the masks. I don't believe that they've prevented anything. You know, I, I think we have 16 months of in your face, forgive the expression evidence that they've prevented jack shit. And, you know, you couldn't go literally anywhere in New Jersey without wearing a mask, except a private home or when you're in the act of eating and cases went through the roof in the spring last year. And then they came back down and then they went up again and then they came back down. It's following epidemic seasonal curves already. Masks didn't do anything. You don't think if people hadn't been wearing them and if things had been completely open that there would have been some kind of, I'm not trying to get into the weeds in this. I'm just asking again, now that we're kind of arm's length from the, how things were at its most intense, you don't think that if stuff wasn't shut down or things weren't more restricted, that cases would have exploded even more. You think there would have been no difference whatsoever. If people were still gathering unmasked in numbers like they had before all this. You think I don't think change. I don't think the masks themselves prevented any of that. I mean, obviously, keeping people away from each other, that's going to be a stronger indicator than. But the the kind of masks that we all wear, I mean, if you're not wearing a fit tested N95 or even a K95 medical grade mask, especially since even the CDC is acknowledging that the virus is aerosolized and not what they were thinking originally, where it was the large droplets that were the driver of the spread. These cloth masks that we're wearing, if they're not fitted to your face, they're not blocking shit. Maybe a few large droplets with those aerosols that are coming out. They're not blocking that. They're just not. And I just like people aren't reading the science. They're not reading it. They just believe what they hear. They just hear masks work, masks work. And that's all they that's all they need to know. That's all they need to hear. And I I I can't abide it anymore. I Well, I mean, you don't have to, which is again the point where we're at and you know that's fine i i still wear the mask anytime i go anywhere indoors i was out today at the store i still put it on that's fine if other people don't want to wear it i'm cool with it but even if something as simple as and this this was funny because a bunch of people were doing this on social media of course it's probably tiktok because that's where all this shit starts nowadays but just the simple act of lighting a candle putting on the mask and trying to blow it out i mean clearly it's doing something to stop the passage of air between your mouth and something in front of your face. So maybe I realize it's not rigorously, uh, you know, scientifically tested. I'm pretty sure they get a little more thorough than that, but even something as simple as that, I feel like 
it doesn't hurt. You may debate on how much it's going to help, but it it didn't hurt to to at least do it. Or at least that's also part of, you know, the, the going through the arc of, you know, this pandemic. And thankfully, we haven't had to talk about it for a while. But now that we're in summer and things are feeling like some semblance of normal airports are overcrowded and disorganized like they used to be, you know, stuff like that. But the idea that our information was always going to change just the more they find out about it. Right. If it's aerosolized and it's not droplets like they thought it was. Well, yeah, they're going to learn that over time. They're only going to learn that as they make discoveries and uncover new things and learn about this. So that does make sense. You know, people get so upset when it's just like, oh, now you're saying it's this like, well, yeah, because now we're learning more about it. That's how things go. It can't just be the first thing we're going to tell you is what it is and how it's always going to be. You have right, to, which be is fine. to change your position. I'm not saying for you, just of like course. people in general who are just like, oh, what, what happened? Blah, blah, blah. Or even as far as like mask effectiveness and things like that. And again, I never had a problem with that. I looked at it as, as not even a, a slight sacrifice. But at the same time, it is frustrating to see people who just won't go with it because they just don't get the point of, no, of course, we're learning more about this. Of course, we're learning how it's transmitted. Of course, we're learning how it's. You know, all these different elements of the virus in in a way that, you know, it's something we haven't had to deal with before on this scale. So, yeah, we're learning about it in real time. What's the the resistance? Yeah, no, I, to that I, is I understand that. Um, but that's do. my point is once, you know, once they started to realize that the main drive of this was aerosols, if they're not mandating medical grade masks, and I'm talking about fitted N95 or K95 masks, then it should have been over at that point. The mask mandate should have been over if they're not going to do that. Like, if you're going to say follow the science, then you really have to follow it. Why do you think that medical employees fit test their masks in hospitals? There's a reason they do that. But if you think like that cloth mask you're wearing when you go out is really doing anything. And like the fact that it doesn't hurt, like isn't enough for me. It's just not enough. You know, if this is improving too significantly and even the CDC, their own study bears out that. Um, and they, of course, cherry picked a certain uh, frame of, of time last year uh, for the study that um, they said that the mask mandates only reduced the growth of cases by 2%. So not, um, not total cases or total deaths or anything like that, but the growth of cases. And they even said that that's within a margin of error, which means that masks did jack shit. I mean, like it wasn't enough to mandate it and to divide the country as much as it did. You know, and after time, if you learn that, then the mandates have to end. Well, it was it was divided politically. It wasn't divided over science. Let's be honest. It it wasn't because like, well, it's a bunch of people because they're informed. They disagree with what the CDC said. That wasn't the divide. So to be fair, that's not there's not direct correlation between those things. We know why people were divided on it and who was at the forefront of that. So uh, but listen, I, I hear what you're saying. I personally like it. I'm shit. I'm going to keep wearing the mask as long as I want. I like even the anonymity of it, except that actually backfired. Funnily enough, the first concert I went to this year, which I thought was funny. Our, our buddy, engineer Chris Jr., his band, Serious Matters, who are blowing up right now because they got a new single and it's getting played everywhere, which is sweet. Very proud of them and glad those guys are doing it because they deserve it. Um, and they'll be coming on the show soon-ish. Not a full announcement, but uh, I've talked to the band about coming on in August that should play out. Uh, we're nailing down some dates, so hopefully get a little uh, live performance. Finally, some live music back on Cape after Woo-hoo. six years. But anyway, I went to see his show. They were playing at Red Tank Brewing in Red Bank. Oh, nice. And uh, they did a little show there, you know, limited capacity and, and everything like that. And I was masked the whole time, except when I was drinking a beer because I, you know, I don't particularly like beer, but I was like, what sounds the least egregious? 
let me. <laughs> so I did. I had two beers, yeah. which were fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's okay. But I wanted to support the brewery because they're having the show. The show was free. Yeah. So I said, well, I got to buy beer, obviously. So I bought two beers and I was trying to pick up a four pack for you or Andrew, somebody. Let's say let's say it was somebody. you. Unless I'm right. Yeah. One of you. Well, I, I didn't get one, so I guess it wasn't. Me. Well, they didn't have it. I, I, then it, it must have been Andrew. Yeah, I guess it wasn't. You. Well, nobody got shit because yeah. uh, they didn't have it. Maybe maybe it was Andrew who said, "Oh, I know you're going there, so can you pick up? Uh, can you see if they have such and such? I forget what it was, but anyway, uh, I tried. Is what I'm saying, and I drank beer proud for, the, of you. for the sake. Thanks. Well, I will try. That's the thing. See, with me and alcohol, like with with the whiskey thing, since I've you know been sharing like whiskeys and bourbons, like that is to my taste, and I never said. Oh, I'm never going to drink. I'm never going to be a drinker. Alcohol will never touch my lips. Blah, 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 blah. Like everybody, when you're young, I didn't know how to drink. I didn't know what I liked. I knew I didn't like beer, and everybody right. drinks beer when you're young because it's cheap. Right. And I knew that wasn't my thing. Vodka, same thing. Don't like it. Gin is peroxide. Scotch is iodine. I mean, they're just, they're things I know I don't like. They're not to my taste. I have a sweet tooth, which is why something like bourbon, which has a little more sweetness to it, it's more sweet than it is harsh. That kind of works for me. And my social drink was always a Jack and Coke. Like if I was out somewhere and someone said like, hey, you want a drink? You want something to drink? Uh, yeah, Jack and Coke. Because I can't say, uh, do they make strawberry margaritas here like they do at Chili's? Because that's kind of what I drink. Like is it more sugar <laughs> than alcohol? Because that's more my thing. Yeah. Didn't want to do that. But Jack and Coke fit the bill because it was cut with something. <laughs> there was Coke to take away some of the, the edge of Jack Daniels. So I kind of always had let's say uh, one foot in hard alcohol or tequila by extension. Like I can do tequila shots. That's no problem. That goes down smooth for me for whatever reason. I don't do a whole lot of shots. I know. And people think that's weird. Like you don't drink, but you drink tequila. Yeah. I mean, I'll do tequila shots too, but they are not smooth. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that, And that's part of it. Everybody's palate and everybody's tolerance is just completely different. Mm, so right. it really is unique to your taste in the same way. We're seeing that with, with the craft beer snobs like yourself, you're seeing that with people who are way into coffee and uh, people have always been that way when it comes to wine or when it comes to liquor, where it's everybody has their thing. Right. And that's the way it is, you know, when, when it came to me and figuring out like, oh, OK, I like whiskey, specifically bourbon, and I'm tasting the differences between them. And there's a an alcohol oriented project in the works as well. So I'm not trying to tease a bunch of stuff, but there's, there's a lot more coming. So listen, if you're aboard the Cape train now, stay on it because this train's going far. It's a good but train. It is, isn't it? Ryan's happy mm-hmm. to be part of it. Really, I'm really very happy. happy he's sitting in the dark on zoom. That's how eager he is. To yeah. Be part of it. <laughs> I'm fucking in. Man. Yeah. He's like, I, I could be watching TV right now. Instead. I'm sitting in the dark looking at this asshole. Yeah. But anyway, so how did I get on a tangent about alcohol? <laughs> All right, so we oh, went red tank from, brewing. Yeah. Yes, sorry. Red tank, and then <laughs> yeah, and this is how this connects back to wearing masks. Yeah, so <laughs> the, the show always derails at some point. Too. <laughs> it does. Well, also we, like, ha- we we had a topic once upon a time. We did, we did, and we're kind of fumfering around a little bit. It's okay. Yeah. No, I didn't come into a, a lot of notes. I just wanted to talk kind of in a general way about getting back out into the world, but it wasn't like some huge subject that was loaded and everything. And um, Listen, you, that's why you're welcome to say your piece on on masks and, and everything in, in hindsight and everyone's happy. Things are back to normal, like all oh, that stuff's fine. Um, yeah. But anyway, so now the mask thing, as far as being anonymous, here's the funny part. I'm talking to engineer Chris Jr. It was my first time meeting him in person. Obviously, seen him on Zoom a lot. He's engineered a lot of the remote shows. And, you know, we've been in touch, obviously, through uh, through text and everything. But this was also my chance to meet the guy, which was great. And to see his band, because I genuinely am a fan of the band. And. I'm talking to him after the show 
And one of the guys, I didn't catch his name or I just forgot, which is the more likely scenario. He comes up to me. He goes, oh, I thought that was you. <laughs> and again, I'm wearing the mask. And my own response was, you did? <laughs> Who do you think it is? <laughs> that was my, but he recognized me from the show and it just took a moment of like, wow, holy shit. I mean, it's got to be the got to be the long hair. That certainly uh, makes makes a person stand out. And that was before I got a cut, too. So that's when it was just like straight and, you know, uh, almost had a, a mullet like quality because I was just kind of tucking it behind my ears. But anyway, uh, and that's certainly how it looked on Zoom back when, when those shows were oh, yeah. on a weekly basis. <laughs> it did. It had a real like mullet quality. Now that it's cut and layered and and all moosed up. Now I got these, these yeah, lovely look at you. waves. I know. It's luscious. It is actually. <laughs> You know, I never had the patience. If it wasn't for quarantine, my hair would still be short, kind of like it has been for the last mm, 22 years. But, you know, it just out of like, I got nowhere to be. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, geez, it, it's nice to be doing the show on Zoom just because I don't need to wear pants again. This is great. You're not wearing pants. Uh. <laughs> what? Listen, I'm not, you don't need to come over and sit in this chair. All right. You'd stay in the I living mean, room I, when you come over. I mean, I could. <laughs> you can you sniff it for all I want. Sit nice. on your lap. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, now we're uh, listen after the show yeah <laughs> but um yeah that was kind of a funny moment i thought wow not only was i recognized for cape but a dude recognized me from just i guess my eyes forehead and hair <laughs> i thought it was kind of weird because hey, you do have those lady killers so you know that this is oh you're right this yeah. is where the money is people it's the yep. blue eyes the blue, the blue eyes. eyes and the dark hair. We know See, it. <laughs> and that's the reason I couldn't be mad about the masks because it takes someone who looks like me. And I'm immediately like a nine or a 10 just because if all you're seeing is this, not too bad. So, you know, th another reason the mask thing didn't bother me, I was just like, wow, I look great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, cover it's covering up, you know, this, this. I mean, you're not alone. I've read that about a lot of people that they're like, I don't have to put makeup on. I don't have to worry about how my breath smells, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I get oh, it. Oh, I absolutely worried about how my breath smelled. I, I, I've i had Altoids in the <laughs> yeah, car. Yeah, no, I'm not for saying you, but like people are like, eh, I was like, eh, if I didn't brush my teeth this morning, who cares? No one's going to smell anything. Well, yes, yeah. and, and I get the logic, but at the same <laughs> yeah. time, it only takes one or two good burps where your nostrils are on fire to realize like, oh my God, I need to have mints when I wear a mask. I need to have a roll of Mentos in my back pocket because I can't. Yeah, and no, I'm singeing my nose hairs. This is bad news. Right. But yeah, so anyway, it turns out the mask didn't make me all that anonymous after all. Right. <laughs> One dude recognized me and I was like, oh, holy shit. Um, which was a funny moment, too, because it's also like, you know, Chris Jr. and I meet each other and he's about my height. Mm. So it's funny walking up to each other. And I get this. I've gotten this from people a lot, like meeting me in person. Not that they know me so well or I have such a such a um, presence or some celebrity that everyone's looking for me. But, you know, from, I guess, photos or video or like maybe seeing the stuff online. So. Oh, you're taller than I expected. And that's literally what he and I said to each other because we're both about six feet tall. And uh, it was just kind of funny. So it's like, ah, oh, look at you. <laughs> it was just a weird moment to be like, oh, hey, how's it going? But hey, I was glad to see a show. Glad to have seen yeah. two concerts so far. Got tickets to a few more coming up. And uh, I mean, it would be one more, but Jack's being his typical non-committal self, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> which was <laughs> which was funny because one of the things and this is an unintentional segue, but it was a chance to bring up Jack and rip on him because he's not here. So, you know, fuck that guy. Of course. But, yeah. <laughs> I always got to rip on the guy who's not here. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Unless it's Andrew and then we'll rip Andrew, on him to his next. face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he will be. It's like, fuck. I finally took a couple of weeks off from being on the show and I still can't be left alone. No, you can't. No, you're, you he's still going to be on the show. It's just going to be played by you. Yeah. <laughs> What? Listen, <laughs> I've had enough. I've done six weeks in a row and shit. I'm not your co-host. It kind of looks like you are. Yeah. Uh, but 
Unofficially. Anyway, so, well, I, I told him, I was like, I realized Jack was like the the de facto DeFranco. You know, he was the co-host kind of in a chunk of 2020, which is fine. That was kind of the idea. But I'm fine with having the rotation of co-hosts, either with people in studio, which, which is happening. Uh, you and I have some some shows we're going to be doing in studio with some guests coming up. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I'm fine with like having a rotation. It's something I was kind of... Um, testing in in california during the skid row studios era it just didn't pan out the way i hoped but since you guys are up for it i'm like yeah somebody can sit in with whomever i'm having on or we can just do a two-hander like you and i are doing now which two-hander i'm down for it listen (laughs) i'm listening i realize you're i realize you're at home and i'm not wearing pants but that's no reason to go there okay (laughs) you can't put anything past me (laughs) well i can as long as it's below frame but Mm. anyway God, I hate you. That was you talking to me, by the way. You love me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, granted, if it wasn't for the sex, I probably wouldn't be around you at all. But regardless, here we are. I know. So (laughs) anyway. uh, So, yeah, with speaking about Jack and him being him, one of the things we talked about the other day was going to the movies because you both have been to the movies. And uh, which was a landmark thing for you because you went to the movies by yourself for the first time in your life. And we'll get to that yes. in a second. But I did find it <laughs> funny that Jack was so happy to see. I think he saw A Quiet Place 2 first and then he saw The Conjuring sequel after that. And of course, love both movies. They were both great and blah, blah, blah. And then meanwhile, I'm saying, oh, I still need to see Conjuring. I know it's like I know it's on HBO Max and I can just watch it at home, but I would like to see it in the theater. And, you know, your people get scared and everything because that's part of the fun of seeing horror movies, especially in the theater, is the audience reaction. That's why I used to drive up. Back in the day, I used to drive the hour to the, the big AMC on Route 1, which is near Rutgers, the like 16 screen theater or whatever it is. And they just had been refurnished or re- refurbished. Re- they, they did it over. Let's put it they that way. It the whole place was yeah. done over. Yeah. And uh, it's fucking it, done over. It was it was Funny brand new. Know. Like it, it was really was the nicest. And we went there a bunch of times, too, even like 2008, ish a couple to up through through 2012. Like it was still for a while. It was the theater that had been most recently renovated and was like the nicest of the theaters uh not so much the at least the last time i went there when i saw infinity war for like the 40th time but uh, like <laughs> freddie versus jason and you know movies like that i went and saw up at that theater because it was fun because the Rutgers kids would all go there and college girls would scream and it was like ah isn't it so funny yeah so i wanted to do the same with with the conjuring i kicked myself for not having seen specifically conjuring 2 in theaters because uh that one freaked a lot of people out i mean both those those first two movies freaked me out anyway like they actually are like legitimately crazy i don't know if you've seen them you're kind of stone-faced right now, so I'm guessing no. I actually haven't, no. Like, oh, okay. I haven't seen any of the Conjuring movies. Wow. No, those first yeah. two are really, really solid. Uh, this new one? Yeah, and that's what I heard. So, uh, like, not not out of uh, avoidance. I just haven't gotten around to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely want to. They were good. And the second Annabelle movie is really good, too. I didn't see the first or third one, and I was told not to bother. But uh, so far... Oh, so you saw so the, the second one. <laughs> yeah. The Conjuring movies are three for three. Well, it's Annabelle Creation. Yeah. It's her origin story movie. So you kind of... Okay. It, it's a, kind of a standalone. It works on its own, which right. is why I was told, like, ah, you don't need to bother with this. But anyway, so we coined a phrase back several years ago on the only podcast that matters called the Jack Pedal. Mm. And the yes. Jack Pedal came from Jack backpedaling about... Nine times out of ten, it was movies. Movies. Like, for instance, Jack would go see Green Lantern over New England. It was great. A lot of fun. Two weeks later, uh, that's 105 minutes of my life I'll never get back. Like, wait a minute. You, you said it was great. 
You said this movie was fun, and now you're, See, it you're has shit to talking set in. it. You can never, you can never take Jack's first uh, opinion. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Give it. Give him two weeks. And- <laughs> and that's where I am. I mean, having said that, I can't entirely be mad at Jack's assessment of movies because I will say he did get better as far as he would go see everything. Like for a long time, Jack was like, Hollywood never lets me down kind of mentality when it came to movies. Like he would just go see it and would love it. And that would be that uh, unless there was a Jack pedal about two weeks later. That was kind of the uh, the average when the Jack pedal would kick in. But like I remember he saw Man of Steel and he said, you will think it's boring. I loved it, but you'll think it's boring. And he was absolutely right. I thought the movie was boring as hell. But anyway, so we're talking about movies and going back to the movies, and he'd been twice, and he had said initially he loved this Conjuring movie. And then he's like, hey, it wasn't that great. I'm like, oh, really? Has it been two weeks already, Jack? It was just <laughs> funny to think, wow, some things never change. Yep. <laughs> he's back at it. He was just so happy to be at the movies. I wasn't even aware of this uh, conversation because he told me it was good. <laughs> yeah, but well, was it on Sunday? Because as of Sunday, he said it was okay. He's like, it was no, okay. may, maybe like, I missed that. Maybe you guys talked about it on Sunday and I wasn't listening. Oh, okay. I don't know. Because nah. he's like, yeah, you don't, you, you nah. don't need to go see it. Like, you could wait. I'm like, oh, mm. okay. Talking me out to go to the movies, which. And it, then in another two weeks, I'll be like, it was, it was garbage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wait a little longer. Just keep just giving it more like, time. Yeah. Oh, Worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah. It'll, it'll degrade <laughs> over time. Like a, like a houseplant, his yeah. opinion. But yeah, it was kind of funny. That's like, oh, I thought you loved it. It's like, oh, Quiet Place 2 was better. I'm like, that's fine. But what happened to like, it's awesome. I loved it. Like, have you been that deprived by not having a theatrical experience that just everything's going to be great? It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. But I don't know. Just to be there again. And you have that, that kind of sparkle, you know, totally. Well, it's funny sitting in the movie theater again for first time (laughs) in two years. Yeah. Well, that's kind of why I wanted him to get in on this conversation when it comes to going to the movies, because not only is he quite happy to talk about movies uh, to death, but he and his wife, Noel would go to the movies just to go to the movies. They went and saw shit that they had no interest in seeing, like Underwater, that movie with uh, Kristen Stewart that came out last year, which I guess was maybe something like Alien. I don't know. I didn't care. I didn't see it. Oh, yeah. But they went and saw I, I it. Saw like, the, I remember the preview for that. Yeah. When they moved into okay. their place, they just had to get out of there. So they went to Hotel Transylvania 3. Never seen one or two. Didn't really care about the third one. But God damn it, they went to the movies. That's kind of their thing. They'll just go to the movies to go to the movies. And look, I got I no mean, problem that's with fine. that. Like, totally. Yeah. I, I think it's kind of cool. So I wasn't. Yeah. I realized, though, that not being able to go to the movies for a year was a really big deal. And I thought, well, now Jack's just going to love everything. And this is not the typical summer when there's a blockbuster opening every Friday. Not at all. It's it's quite sparse, actually. I mean, there's Black Widow, and I guess that's kind of it. I mean, Fast 9, I suppose. But Mm -hmm. um, there's not a whole lot. Everybody's rightfully waiting till fall when people are more likely and same you know, same time, more comfortable going to the movies because, you know, people will get to the comfort level where they're willing to go to the movies at some point. Um, right. And it was so funny, actually. Oh, I remember how the conversation came up on Sunday because my sister was going to the movies that night. And I thought she's going to the movies before me. <laughs> it's just kind of <laughs> funny. Not that she doesn't, particularly when there's there are like anniversary screenings like she went because it was the 25th anniversary of the birdcage. And uh, which blew my mind. I was like, yep, 1996 was 25 years ago. Wow. I mean, that's how math works, but it doesn't mean it uh, doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. But yeah, she was going to the movies that night and I thought, holy shit, like I thought I was going to be going to the movies like a lot sooner because I was curious. I talked about this in uh, Kate 159. I'm surprised I remember that because it was so long ago. But I talked about this with uh, Jeff Schnitzer, that Wrath of Man, the Jason Statham movie mm-hmm. directed by Guy Ritchie, whose movies are great as long as they don't have Aladdin or Sherlock Holmes in the title. I said <laughs> I, I thought the movie looked cool. It looked like an action movie, a crime movie. And Jason Statham's great in his movies in 
uh, Guy Ritchie's movies. So I said, this is going to be yeah. kind of sweet. I thought that would be the next movie I saw and haven't seen it. Conjuring, same thing. I thought, well, I guess that's on the table. Nope. Black Widow's coming out. So that's probably going to be the next one, if I'm being honest. Unless I spontaneously right. end up going to the movies. That's going to be the next movie I've seen in the theater, which will be the first since Rise of Skywalker. But yeah, we can still try to figure out uh, Hitman's bodyguard. We yeah, well, that's we, we're going to do that today. That? It's, yeah, I, I was thinking about that <laughs> yeah. too. I was like, what's this fucking movie called? Hitman's <laughs> Hitman's bodyguard's wife, which is hilariously right, yeah, titled, definitely. but it's, yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's do that. Let's figure it out. We will. We, we will totally <laughs> yeah. figure it out. Well, Black Widow also comes out like by the time this goes, it comes out this Friday. Now, granted, we're right. not going opening weekend to see it just because no. schedules, but. Yeah. It could, in theory, that could, in theory, be the next movie I see. And I may very well go to see that by myself just because coordinating is just more difficult the way, you know, with us being spread out with right. everybody's schedules. Basically, all of the weekends in the summer are already occupied uh, with plans for you and Jack. So it might be a tougher sell. But as far as you and I seeing Hitman's Bodyguard's wife. I really had to think about that before I said. It. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm That's like, a, I was like, let me. I hope I get the title of this movie right. Like we're on air. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going over it in my head. I'm like, okay, let me say this really slowly, like a, like a tongue twister. But um, I, I still, I mean, I may see Black Widow before we go see it. We were gonna, if we were going to the studio tonight, as you know, was the plan as it is every week. Uh, we were gonna go see the movie beforehand, and that was obviously gonna play into the conversation we're having about kind of going back out. Like, hey guys, I went to the movies for the first time in a year and a half, yeah. and uh, it just didn't pan out that way but no we will but those are the two those are the two contenders right now it's gonna be black widow or him and blah, 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 blah. so right uh we'll see but because i'm fine with going to the movies by myself and i've seen a bunch of the marvel movies by myself because i've always been of the mind and same with going to concerts i've gone to plenty of concerts. i went to you know these last two concerts by myself and i'm fine with that because the fact that i don't have somebody to go with me that's not reason enough for me to want to miss out on the experience and i know a lot of people like you who don't want to go to the movies by themselves and never went. It's like, that just, that's just weird. Go to the movies by yourself. That's so weird. And I, yeah, get, and I, I don't know why thought. I felt that way. I really don't, but <laughs> I don't know why you felt that way either. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't want to miss. I was always like, it's, you know, groups of friends go to the movies or couples go to the movies. Sure. Like people don't go to the movies by themselves. Like who goes to the movies by themselves? And uh, that was just always my, uh, my thing. And then like Jack told me, he's like, yeah, I do it all the time. And then you told me, he's like, yeah, I do it all the time. <laughs> and you're like, I got to try this I'm thing like, out. Ah, shit. This and I have missed so, bad. so many movies that I've wanted to see that I either couldn't coordinate with somebody or nobody was interested in seeing it. Exactly. And I could have just gone and saw it by myself and I just didn't. <laughs> exactly. That's, I'm filled that's, with regret. <laughs> that's what it is for me because there's yeah. certain movies. I mean, look, we, we like going to the movies, period. We're yeah, we're among the people who like the theatrical experience. We like seeing something yeah. on a big screen. We like being immersed in it. That is our thing. And yeah. that is how we like to see movies for the first time in particular. Right. And, you know, if a movie's playing, I mean, how many times have we got to say, you know, Die Hard and you know, movies like that yeah. when they're shown like, usually every Christmas? Yeah. Just because it's all marathons. We've gone to a bunch. You know, we went to the Dark Knight trilogy in, in 2012 and they showed all of them in IMAX. We're like, yes, this is going to be awesome. And we went to the Die Hard, all five movies, you know, and th including the three good ones. We went and saw those in a marathon in 2013. Four good ones. No, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Well, let's, we were, <laughs> let's I'm, with get, you, I'm with you on the last one. In yeah, which was, which was dog good shit. And the two, you would not admit <laughs> yeah. it at the time. I jack pedaled. Okay. You I totally. Yeah. Both of you motherfuckers <laughs> yeah. did because you were both like, great. That was fun. It was a good time. I was like, no, it wasn't. It was awful. No, because no, it, it was right. In, in hindsight, it was awful because 
unlike the other four movies, like he literally goes looking for trouble in that one, and that uh, immediately does. eliminates it as a diehard movie. But he he's was always also, in the wrong place at the wrong time, and that time he wasn't. And he's he went al- looking for trouble. He's also sixty-two and indestructible. Yeah, like that's the thing. The thing with John McClane <laughs> is like he could always—he's always about to die. <laughs> right. He's always on the edge of like, oh shit, this could be what does in John McClane, and that movie is just like whatever. <laughs> I mean, he fights a fucking jet in the fourth one. John McClane versus a jet, and he survives. Like, uh, that's where it's starting uh, to fall apart for me. Where I I'm like, it. really? Is that, is that where we're at with these movies? It's like, he's John McClane. He's a super, you know, and that was the fucking tagline for that movie, too. The fourth one it was like, not all superheroes wear capes or some bullshit like that. And that should have been a sign. That should have told me, oh, this is not going to be the diehard movies of old. This is going to be something else. But yeah, but that was a total jack pedal. He jack pedaled again two weeks later. It took you like a year or two to come around. It took you much longer. So that's not even a jack pedal. Yeah, you just it finally was, it was bad. You woke up to the reality of like, oh, that did suck. You were just yeah. so enamored. And driven, right, and I was coming off the high of the four that I loved, and I was like, oh man, this is all awesome. Yeah, but I feel like that just emphasized how bad it was because mm. I'm watching movies. Like I like Die Hard two a lot more after seeing it in the theater. Yeah. Because that's the one that grew on me because I always loved the first one. I always loved with a vengeance yeah. always. And I was like, yeah, die hard too. It's okay. Like, it's okay. Uh, it's kind of a retread. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we yeah, get it's it. Kind of a, yeah. And then I watched it again and again and I fucking love it. It's great. Same. It's great. Same. Like for all its flaws and you could say it's a retread yeah. and it's like, oh, of course it's at right. Christmas. And of course his wife is in trouble. I mean, you know? they even, uh, they even uh, break the fourth wall or like, how's the same shit happen to the same guy twice? <laughs> like that was, he says it in the movie. <laughs> that was the teaser trailer, which is, which is on yeah. the, was on the DVD and is on the Blu-ray and everything else is right. uh, literally, it's like this Christmas or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's a scene that's not in the movie. They did this just for the trailer. It's like him running up a hall, stopping in front of the camera and looking around before he starts running. You're like, that's the same thing happened to the same guy twice. <laughs> and then he starts running again and it was great because at least okay good thank you for acknowledging it and at mm. least putting it out there like yes we're john mcclain right. is stuck at christmas again his wife is in a we're doing position it again because of terrorists <laughs> which which was great which is fine but that's why for me that that fifth one after watching the first four and as much as i you know look the, the fourth one i liked the night i saw it i liked it on dvd a couple of months later, when I watched it again, I was like, that movie's fun. And then just with repeated viewings, it just sunk lower and lower for me personally. But uh, that was one that did not <laughs> that repeated viewings did no favors for. But all the more reason I thought after seeing three really strong movies and you do like the fourth one. How is there not a, a huge drop off in the fifth one just upon the first viewing? Like, wow, this is not nearly as good as the movies we just watched. I, that was I don't a surprising know. Thing. I couldn't tell you. Like, I was just so... I was I was buzzing, you know, like Bruce Willis is shooting a gun. I'm in. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> that, right. That, that's Let's all play. I'm asking for in movies. Bruce you can Willis play John McClane until he's in a wheelchair. I don't care. Just give me more Die Hard. And he might. <laughs> that's where I was at. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got that. We got that uh, car battery commercial. So that was. Uh... <laughs> yeah, there, there was that. So, yeah. Listen, you... I was happy with that. <laughs> Argyle was in it. And yeah. If Theo it, was in it. <laughs> if the check is big enough, Bruce Willis will do that movie or any other you know, yeah. VOD premium film. <laughs> it's done like 18 <laughs> movies in the last five years by doing like yeah. that. Th- and look, I, I don't hate it. You know, God bless him. The the guy has done it. it seriously. In the last five years, he's done like 18 to 20 movies that have gone essentially direct to DVD or premium VOD or direct to DVD or whatever it is. Um, and that was supposedly the beef when it came to expendables three right. was he wanted something like $3 million for three days work, something like that. And they said, no way. And that's why he was barely in the first one. I right. mean, he shot, you know, uh, 
a scene on his own and that was it and wasn't even with Arnold and, and Stallone because they shot them. You see, you never see Arnold and, and Bruce Willis in the same shot together. Stallone's shot with them right. separately, but it's a, it, it's one of those things where, look, if this guy could show up and get 3 million bucks a couple of times a year for doing three days work, good for him. Right. You know, at, at a point where he has, he has a career. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's not like anybody cares. Like, wow, look how far Bruce Willis has fallen. It's like the dude's. If, if you were paying me, I mean, that was, that's a discussion that's been recurring on the show. We talked. We, we were talking in terms of ten grand just two weeks ago on the show. Like, would you do it? Would you do a, right. a live yeah. podcast naked with just a sock? Yeah, with, with a, a sock on my cock. Then, yeah. yeah. I mean, if he's going to make shitty directed DVD movies, right. for But get three, $3 million, million a pop. Yeah, he, he beat the system. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> God, there was there was a funny thing on a uh, the the sadly now uh, defunct Kevin Pollock's chat show. Because he used to interview everybody, and he'd do like two hours at least with most people. And he had Daniel Stern on, mm. and they were talking about City Slickers 2 as far as... And I like when people are honest, especially when you can look back in hindsight. You know, when you're promoting a movie, you kind of need to be polite about it. I mean, I, I still have on tape Eddie Murphy on The Late Show with David Letterman talking about Beverly Hills Cop 3. He's not saying anything bad about it, but he's also not saying anything good about it either. But you know, part of the job is to promote the film. Which is uh, kind of like an actor's joke. It's like I don't get ten million dollars to make a film. I get ten million dollars to go out and promote it afterwards. Because <laughs> yeah. it is like you're answering the same questions all day long, and you know, <laughs> in a hotel, you know, at some junket or something. You're sitting there and having a a uh, a rotation of people come in and ask you the same questions. But anyway, it's uh, it's interesting when you hear people talk about movies in hindsight um, and. Yes, Eddie Murphy said inside the actor's studio, he said that Beverly Scott 3 was atrocious. <laughs> but uh, this interview with Daniel Stern, he was talking about, you know, once upon a time when sequels weren't a common thing, when everything was looked at as like with sequel potential or franchise potential or anything like that. And in the 90s, those weren't as prevalent yet. So it was a surprise when it's like we're doing particularly comedy sequels. It's like we're going to do a sequel to this movie. And he made the analogy, which, of course, I'm paraphrasing. I listened to this interview once in probably 2012. And he said... Well, the idea that you're going to get paid millions of dollars to do what could very well be a bad movie, that's not exactly the same as we're going to give you millions of dollars to hook this this um, this hose or pipe or whatever it is up to your house that's going to pump pollution into the air. He said, two completely different things. Are you really going to look at it as just like, oh, you're going to pay me millions of dollars and maybe the movie's not going to be that great? Oh, gee, can I live with that? Right. I, I get it. So that's why I can't hate when people are just like, wow, look at Bruce Willis. You know, every, every time a new yeah. one of these direct-to-DVD movies of his like drops on Netflix, they're like, the worst Bruce Willis movie ever is now on Netflix. Watch it before it leaves on June 30th. Uh, you see these clickbait articles about it. It's like yeah. the lowest rated, you know, the, the, the rottenest tomato of them all is on Netflix or whatever it is. And you see all these people like piling on like, oh, what happened to Bruce Willis? What happened to Bruce Willis is he's probably making, you know. More he's, money he's, than you'll ever yeah, see in he, your life. He's on grossing one, nine yeah. million a year for working less than ten days. Right. Good for him. That's what I say. Like it's hard to be mad at him. He's still a like legend, that. no matter what. Even if he's doing shitty movies nowadays, yeah. he's a legend. Yeah. I mean, there's no other way to say yeah, his it. his place is set. It's not like he's yeah. uh he's not even a has been. You know, it's like right. he's he's done he's it. Still he's working. It. You can yeah. only you can only get so big, and of course everyone's gonna slide down from there. So I don't right. know, man. I got no I got no qualms with that. Mm. What are we talking about? Jack peddling. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack's <laughs> Jack Jack's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Jack's opinions are flimsy. Jack's easily bought off. So. Yeah. So um, as far as going to the movies, I went to the movies oh, by yeah. myself for the first time in my life. <laughs> we were talking about that, 
and I went to see A Quiet Place 2. I mm-hmm. uh, went to AMC. And when oh, I purchased my ticket... There's a story I, uh, here. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, there is a story here. So I purchased my ticket, and when at the time, I was the only ticket purchase. I was like, oh, man, I hope I'm in there by myself. I really do. It's cool, right? Uh, yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, man, no one, no one has bought a ticket. Like, I'm going to be the only one in there, and that's probably going to be pretty cool. There were four or five other people in the theater that came in. I was like, uh, boo, hiss. Yeah, boo. Yeah, boo, hiss. Exactly. So it's to my right, about 10 feet. And now this is a quiet place, too. It's very quiet for most of the movie. You know? wait, wait, what? Um, yeah, that's a very, a very quiet movie because huh. for obvious reasons, if you know the plot of A Quiet Place, I'm not going to explain it here. You get it. Um, yeah, the, the, it's, so one of those, this, it's one of those titles that tells you what the movie's about. I get right. it. Right. Yeah. There's I'm not a, a lot of, of speaking. It's very quiet mm-hmm. and, and you know jump scares and all that kind of stuff. So sitting 10 feet to my right are a group of like three people. And one of them is this girl who's just coughing throughout the entire movie coughing and coughing and coughing now not only is that just really fucking annoying in general let's discount the fact that you know there's a pandemic going on and it's a respiratory one and all that kind of stuff you know my feelings on all this i think our reactions really overblown to it but but knowing what we know about this if i had a hacking cough like that the last place i would be on this earth is in a movie theater the last place I would be. Right. And as this very quiet movie is progressing. And, and the last movie you would see is a, is a movie called A Quiet Place. Too. Yeah. A Quiet Place. Yeah. So it'd be different if it was like this big action movie where shit's blowing up the whole time and you can't hear anything. Yeah, anyway, if, you were seeing, if you were seeing yeah. Fast 9, you would even notice right. there was a coughing woman. Yeah, I wouldn't in, in even the, notice. No, room. but this. And then she's just coughing more and more as the movie goes on. And it's just getting progressively more frequent and louder and the movie's and getting more keep, like shooting glances like disgusted looks over to her i'm like shut the fuck up shut up shut up <laughs> oh like my first time going to the movies in two years and first time going to the movies by myself really looking forward to this movie because i love the first one and this bitch is just coughing and coughing and coughing and coughing like read the room yeah you know and even not the only idea, are you annoying like- in general like uh, even before this like that would have been really annoying yeah but now like are you you're coughing in a movie theater during a respiratory pandemic that just wrecked the world yeah. like, are you joking are you joking i don't know how that doesn't at least give you pause because i mean she's obviously just self-absorbed that's got to be what it is right. because i couldn't imagine that you know everybody in in the theater everybody sitting there is going to be uncomfortable because you're coughing right. i mean and they should be anyway it does it wouldn't matter if there's a pandemic or not, just the idea that somebody in the room is sick because we've all had that feeling when you're sitting on a plane and all of a sudden you're <coughs> you're like, I'm getting sick. I'm yeah. going to get sick. That's it. Right. Somebody in yeah. here coughed and I'm breathing right. that recirculated air. Everybody has felt that. So the idea that you're going to go sit in a movie theater and <coughs> and as the movie's getting more intense, her coughing right. is getting more intense, yeah. which had to take and away I'm trying from to stay in this movie and I'm like, I'm enjoying it. And it just kept taking me out of it. And more and more frequent as it went on. And I'm like, I, I want to strangle you right now. You are ruining my movie going experience. I haven't been in a movie theater since 2019. Like you are fucking ruining this for me. Oh, I was so pissed. Uh, I've only had. There have been many movies that have been ruined for me by audience members. But I remember I may have told the story back in the day when it happened because this this was a 2012 because I remember I it was the first movie I saw in California when I headed back out, but uh, went and saw Taken Two, hmm. and it's California, so you know it's plenty of people at the matinee. And I went and saw it at two in the afternoon right. or something like that, 
And there's a guy and a girl behind me. I don't know if they were on a date. I hope not for his sake. But <laughs> they're talking through the entire movie. Now, at least for the first, let's say, 20 minutes or so of the movie. And they are just talking like not invested in the movie at all. And a point during this discussion, this girl's saying, I never even saw the first one. <laughs> why, do you, why do you want to see Taken 2? I mean, at this point, it's been three years since the first movie. And the first movie is great. I mean, take mm-hmm. the fact that the first movie is great out of it. Right. Why would you want to go see Taken 2 if you passed if on you the, first the first one? one. Yeah. Right. Like, to me, that just uh, that's my logic. But anyway, she's. She's talking and they're talking back and forth. And every time something happens, anytime there's a big, you know, there's a fight like every 11 seconds in those movies. But, you know, Liam Neeson's laying the smack down on somebody. And every time like somebody falls or somebody takes like a serious hit or something like that, she goes, woo! (laughs) Every time. Every time. Multiple times a fight. And these aren't like one-on-one, you know, as soon as he knocks a man down, he goes about his business. No, no. This is four to five guys <laughs> that Liam Neeson needs to kick ass on. And every time someone took a chance, said, woo and talking in between. So I got about 20 I minutes would... in and I was like, fuck this. That's why I said, I know she was talking for the first 20 minutes. I said, fuck this. I got up. It was a big enough screen. Cause this is probably opening weekend or maybe like, you know, the Monday or Tuesday after opening weekend, something like that. And uh, it was one of those theaters that was big enough that there were two entrances and I didn't want to make any kind of statement. I'm not a confrontational person. It's not like that. So I just got out. I was kind of near the end of the aisle anyway. I just got out, walked down the stairs, walked out on my side, came back in the other side and sat in a lower row because I said, I'm not doing this to myself. I mean, and the movie was all right. It's not like I was, it it probably wasn't as suspenseful as a quiet place too, but I just said, I'm not letting this woman ruin the experience. As far as being alone in the movies, I mean, that's, I've never seen a movie just by myself. I've gone a couple of times where it's been just myself and somebody else. And I think I may have talked about this before, but where everybody else, I should say back in the day when everybody else was going to see Jurassic Park. Oh, not me. I went and saw Last Action Hero, which at least I have that because that movie has aged very, very well and has become yes, it has. a cult classic, which is Hollywood talk for didn't make any money. Right. But everybody does love that movie. It's, it was unfortunate that it opened like a week after Jurassic Park and that's how right. Jurassic Park ate everything. Every yeah. dollar spent at the box office uh, went to Jurassic Park. But it was my father and I, and at some point, an old couple, I mean, like a like a gray or white-haired couple, strolled into the theater. I don't think they know what they were walking into. Granted, it wasn't like some hard R, kind of like super violent or super sexual or anything kind of movie. But I thought, do they know what they're here to see? Like, Are, are they lost? <laughs> it was just more funny than anything else that there was this old couple who was there. I mean, because I wouldn't have thought... Well, it's 1993. Obviously, they're big Schwarzenegger fans. Right. Maybe they <laughs> I mean, thought it was like a Western or something. Maybe. Yeah, they, they misread it. <laughs> they thought it was Last Traction Hero. And they're like, oh, yeah. it's a medical drama. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was cool. Look, I saw Last when When nobody had seen the movie at the time anyway, because nobody I knew went and saw Last Action Hero. Meanwhile, I had the book covers and everything. I was all in on Last Action Hero, man. I didn't see Jurassic Park until a neighbor who was a friend of mine bought it on VHS. I saw it way, like, months later. I guess that Christmas or something. And, uh, man, I was all in on that movie. But it was cool to, like, I've seen it and nobody else has seen it, which at the time, was I in fifth grade or something? Yeah, that kind of stung because you want to. Oh, no, wait, summer of 93. So I would have been going into sixth grade. 
Yeah, it's like, oh, this movie's great. Did you see it? <laughs> Nobody saw that movie. Yeah, I'm surrounded by a bunch of Jack DeFranco's. They're just like, oh, did that movie make like $11? Yeah. <laughs> Being fucking snobby. But uh, yeah, it's like, I can't even talk to anybody about this movie. And it was great. It sucks. Right. Meanwhile, we all know it's great. So great. It is really, really great. And I just rewatched it again because I got the, uh, the, there's a 4K release that just came out, which also now I don't have a 4K player or 4K TV, although they're both coming soon. Just because that stuff finally starting to drop in price. And that's always the time to start buying it. And it's like, all right, now it's not too grand anymore to buy one of these TVs. I could get a good size one for like, you know, right. 500 bucks. But uh, I, I'm now I, I'm not doing what I did with like like Blu-rays. I kept holding off where I'm like, I'm not going to get it. I have so many DVDs. I'm not going to get it. No, this I read reviews and everything. And some 4K stuff is like we're scanning the original negative, which obviously we all know technology has improved. Just look at your smartphone. And you realize, oh, they could get a better image overall because they're like scanning negatives in this case. And if you're scanning a negative at higher resolution, that means the clarity is going to be better. It means the color is going to be a lot better when they go in and, and handle these things. And at this point, Blu-rays are, I mean, Blu-rays started coming out, like came widely available commercially in like 2007. So I have a lot of Blu-rays that are at this point, like 12 years old or more. So technology has gone a long way in terms of resolution and sound and certainly your your home theater capacity or just TVs in general and uh, the way things look and sound. So yeah, there are a few things I've bought on 4k and like this was one of them It's including the fact that it's, I don't love steel books, but it's a beautiful steel book, the original art and it's just shiny and oh, it was awesome. Anyway, the so blue- how many versions of this movie do you now own? Is the uh, question this of the is, hour. I bought, let's see, I never bought the VHS. I think I taped it off like HBO or something. So there wasn't that. I bought the DVD, which was like featureless and about five bucks. Uh, the Blu-ray, same thing, featureless and five bucks. And uh, so this would be the third time, not including the ticket I bought to see it in 1993. This would be only mm. the third time. This mm. isn't like a bunch of other movies that I bought multiple times on multiple formats because th- there are a lot. <laughs> and I don't really do that anymore. There's a part of me that realized, okay, I'm not going to watch like this one feature that the Born Identity DVD has that the Blu-ray doesn't. Like, there, really, there was a point where I was like, well, I can't sell this because, and now it's just not worth anything, so I literally can't sell it. But there was a point where I said, well, no, this doesn't have everything that the new version has, so I can't part with it. You know, but now they're just they're not worth anything. So right. at this point, I'm kind of done selling DVDs, even if I upgrade the Blu-ray, but not only when there's a good review. And I got to say, because when you get these combo packs a lot of times, because 4Ks usually will at least come with with a Blu-ray version. Usually the Blu-ray is a 1080p transfer of the 4K version. So it still looks brand new. And considering this was, you know, last action was like a budget Blu-ray that came out and I don't know, like within the last maybe 10 years ago, eight or 10 years ago. Obviously, now the version made in 2021 looks far superior. It looks and sounds brilliant. And uh, so I did watch it one night. Man, that movie holds up. That movie does. That movie it's one is one of my favorite so movies much of fun. all time. And it's for the first fantastic. time, and, and this was a big sell because this is still me. I'm still a fan of this stuff. Special, special features for the first time. Alternate ending, deleted scenes, behind the scenes shit. There was nothing on the DVD. There was nothing on the Blu-ray. Finally, for the first time, we're getting some. Some extra stuff from Last Action Hero. And don't tell me you don't want to see an alternate ending for that movie or some extra scenes that... Of course I do. Before. Exactly. <laughs> I realize you may not run out, but you're not going to drop no. like $25 on you know the 4K steelbook like I did, but you want to see it. I know you yeah. want to see it. So thankfully you have a, a nutcase like me who's like, I'm going to buy that shit the week it comes yeah. out. And I did. <laughs> so you're welcome in advance. Yes, thank you. I appreciate no it. No problem. 
Wow, Let's we've really we've spanned the gamut this week. This mm-hmm. this was a yeah. we we cast a very wide net on this episode, and we I'm did. happy with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's nice to not have to drive home. Hey, I'm already home. I'm yeah, going to get you already home. You just roll into bed. Exactly. I'm going to heat up some macaroni and cheese and sit on the couch. Be, you're you're going to be, be up fat. half the night anyway, watching movies. Yeah, I, uh, probably. Will. <laughs> you're not going to bed. It's <laughs> no, <9:30. I'm> not. <laughs> I'll be I'll be cutting the show. I'll be cutting video clips from this, talking about mm-hmm. a, a not so quiet place too. So that, that's what I'll be doing for my night. Yeah, I'm not so quiet. Place. Oh, that's the name of the club. I promise yeah. you, you will see it. Show goes up Monday. That video clip's going up on Tuesday. Don't you worry about it. Um, but listen, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, so we should be yes, back in a shared you. universe next week. And uh, which will be, look, Zoom's always an option. And it's the first of the month. So I also just got billed for Zoom for the month. So, hey, at least I got one show out Again, of it. And your money's worth Yeah, because <laughs> I didn't. All of June was just, oh, no, I did. I, I did have a. I did have a meeting about something, but I'm not talking about that publicly yet. But anyway, uh, yeah, so we will be at Shared Universe by and large pretty much for the rest of the month. But this is also good to have as an option. And I've said this before, like it's not that Zoom's off the table, but on nights like tonight, it is convenient. And weather wise, things were all sorts of crazy in terms of, you know, it was super hot and then it was raining and there were thunderstorms by Ryan literally less than an hour before we started. It's like, I don't know if the power's going to stay on. The power's flickering. I'm like, let's see how this goes. Yeah, this, is, like, this yeah. is my life. <laughs> yeah, and I thought, well, shit, if I'm doing a show by myself uh, for Monday, then that's how it's going to go. Yeah. But Or we'll have to work it out for some time over the weekend. But uh, nonetheless, it, it did work out. It and out. Uh, it's it's good to have the, the shows on Zoom you know, and have this, this home option. I, I do think it's fun. But uh, we'll be back in the studio. We got a lot of cool guests coming up. Uh, a lot of uh, unique shows. Like I said, we're going to have some live music. There's some other stuff coming up. There's a live stream in July. So make sure you are following the show at Cape Pod on Instagram specifically. I'm going to be honest to put the most energy into Instagram uh, because it, it has a very measurable and growing following. So follow the show on Instagram at Cape Pod. You can also follow on Twitter for less activity and TikTok for even less activity. So <laughs> still can't get over follow. the TikTok. <laughs> I, Hey, I, I, I didn't. Think, I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was going to happen either. And on the April live show, kind of laughing about it, and then realizing like, oh, maybe I should look into this. But it's, it's just the episode trailers. There's nothing exclusive yet. It's not off the table that something will be. Because I will say, I only open up TikTok once a week to upload the weekly episode trailer. But the stuff that just pops up automatically, people do get really creative on there. I, I will say, it's not like Vine where it's six seconds and like, what the fuck can you do in six seconds? They like, do. I never. I watch a that. lot of TikTok with Jen. Like, it's there's a lot of funny shit on there. I yeah. will say, like, people actually do get super creative for something that's within you know thirty seconds or a minute. There's a lot of utter garbage, and then there's a lot of totally. creative, really funny stuff. So yeah. there's it's a mixed bag. <laughs> it is. I guess it's like anything else, and the kind of like anything else, really. The yeah. roulette aspect of it, where like I never know what I'm going to see next, is kind of fun. Right. But I haven't gone down a rabbit hole. I haven't actually spent time on TikTok. But Andrew sends me shit because he's on there. So you can follow Andrew mm-hmm. on TikTok at of course Andrew Metal <laughs> underscore Drew. Yeah. Well, he wasn't. We thought he was always the first one to jump in on a new app, and he was like, Vine, check out this person on Vine. And it's like, okay, Andrew, whatever you say. Like, what the fuck? We're back is in the good old days. We're like, what the fuck are you doing on Snapchat? <laughs> oh, when he when he ragged on me for posting me with an old man Snapchat filter on, he's like, are you a fourteen year old girl? Literally, the next week, Andrew's on Snapchat. Like, yeah, <laughs> a lot of guys show their balls on there. Why are you looking for it, Andrew? Is that why you signed up for Snapchat? Uh, Testicles? I bet. Disappointing. So, <laughs> is it? Is it? It, yeah. it? it seems right on brand for that dude. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, speaking of following, you can follow Ryan. On Instagram at Honey, I Drunk the Beers. Yes. And, uh, of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, which is currently just Chris Abalo. 
um, with the <laughs> with there being some discussions in terms of the uh, future of the show and the various projects going on, it was suggested to me that Half-Ass Media, really funny name, maybe not the best name to keep, though. <laughs> so, mm. And I understand that. So right now, it's just Chris Ball. But look, if you go to chrisball.com or if you go to the link tree, which is in the bio of all the socials, uh, you will see Cape on YouTube and it'll... It'll take you to the YouTube channel because not enough subscribers yet to get a custom URL, but it'll happen. But uh, two to three video clips every week. And uh, if you missed last week's episode or the video clips of uh, my one on one with Mike Zapsick, they're hilarious. Guys, some great stories. And uh, we'll be back on sooner than you think. There's a, another vague tease. There's a lot of stuff coming up that I'm not telling anybody about. Ooh. But uh, unless it, there's like a date locked in or if something's booked, like I just don't want to speak about it ahead of time. So like I said, follow at Cape Pod. On the socials and also follow me on Twitter at Chris Abalo and on Instagram at Chris Sells Out. And uh, there will be some updates and various things there. Or if you're intrigued by some of the stuff I said, I shared this on my Instagram story. Now, you know, you need to follow me and see what's doing on there. (laughs) And uh, once again, subscribe, share, like, tell your friends, because uh, there's a lot more coming up. The show just gets better and better, in my humble opinion. So until next time, for Ryan Taggart, this is Chris Abalo. And this was yet another experiment. Your vacation is gone. Right, right, I hear you. So, uh, what about our vacation? Yeah, what about our vacation?